Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com. If you enjoy our podcast every week, make sure you rate us in the Apple and Google stores. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast on this Friday, October 25th. Chris here with our special guest this week. George, good to have you back, man. Howdy. And for the first time, Ryan, thank you for uh, for joining us this first time, man. Right on. Thank you for having me. And Charles, once again, what is up? Chris, good to have you back, man. I know. I'm always here. Yeah. I never leave. <laughs> Congratulations. I just on... sleep on the floor right here. Yeah. Every week. <laughs> I just wake up, and here I am again. Uh, so much stuff to talk about this week, guys. Uh, some of the topics. Let me... Get my list here. Some of the uh, topics we're going to be talking about this week. The fan vote leaders for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with uh, also a story about Chris Adler, drummer from Lamb of God, finally speaking out about his split with the band. Original Misfits announcing another show on the East Coast. Trent Reznor is going to be sharing three volumes of music for the new Watchmen series on HBO. Eddie Van Halen says he got cancer supposedly from his metal guitar picks. And Metallica teaming up with Billabong. For some uh, merch stuff. I guess everybody needs the money these days. We're seeing that shit. What was it last week? It was Green Day had a coffee. Uh, Alice in Chains has a bourbon. Uh, fucking, it seems like every, uh, Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch had uh, CBD infused water <laughs> that he's selling now. Metallica uh, has the whiskey and the, uh, the beer. And the beer. Yeah. We saw that. Who's got and the milk? Deftones has Phantom Bride. The IPA. Yeah, the IPA. That's right. Yeah. Marilyn Manson with the absent. Oh, Slipknot has whiskey, oh, that's too. right. Does he, does he have his own absent? Yeah, Maynard, Maynard has wine, too, doesn't he? Maynard yep. has wine, yeah. Yep. It's lucrative. Caduceus Cellars. Caduceus, or, yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, it is. And we were talking about this off the air just a second ago, me and Ryan, about how it seems like a lot of these bands have to kind of, they're doing all these other extra things to make money these days because it's not about selling records and making the money off of the records anymore. Right. It's everything else. It's the T-shirts. It's Merch. the meet and greets. It's the VIP stuff. It's the wine. It's the bourbon. It's the fucking whatever, right? They're, that's where the real money is coming in for these guys mm-hmm. these days because uh, music's... Everybody got the idea that music should be free now. Yeah, sure. That I don't, I don't need to pay for your album. Right? Well, yeah. you know, uh, music has changed into so much marketing. Thank you, Gene Simmons. You know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you don't uh-huh. have something to, you know, did you leave a mark type thing, I suppose... And everybody wants a name brand these days. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a name brand. It's very hip to have a name brand. Yeah, because it's like almost like a trademark or a catchphrase or something, a hashtag that you can share and everybody always knows. Something like the name Metallica, you, you know, that's something that they've trademarked and will always be there and yeah. kind of transcends language barriers. And that's the kind of thing you want for whatever you're selling, right? Yeah. So if you attach Absolutely. that name to it, whatever it is, Metallica fucking a kitty litter. Yeah, it's gonna be Metallica kitty litter, <laughs> endorsed by Lars. Yeah, cat box revisited. <laughs> I can't smell my cat anywhere. Yeah, master of paws. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Master of Muppets. We we've digressed far from where we're supposed to be now. Let's talk about a couple of the uh, new releases today on October twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, from the Billboard uh, charts. We have some new music out this week uh, from Alison Moore, Amon Tobin. 
Ancient Shapes, and Merida Anna Meredith, Black Marvel, Brook Candy, Cigarettes After Sex. That's Fit- a great name for a band. <laughs> it is. I love that. Right? Fit for an Autopsy. That's a good one, too. Uh, FKA Twigs, Grace Potter. Uh, Little Scream, Long Wave, Mayhem, Michael Cronin, Neil Young, and Crazy Horse got a new album out today. God bless us all. And it's called Colorado, so check that one out. Norma Jean, wow, haven't heard anything from them in a while. Uh, they got a new one called All, all Hail. Rex Orange County, Steve Hauschild, I'm not sure how to say that. Sun O, that's that um, kind of metal, spacey, kind of progressive, droney uh, album or Love it. group. They Remember got a new album. Sun Amps? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that kind of like their logo? It's exactly what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they just kind of did it <laughs> as a band, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Swans got a new one out. Underworld. Wow, Underworld, really? That's that's interesting. That's that UK electronic group. Uh, they I were on the Train them. Spotting soundtrack. That's right. That's how I first heard of them, that track Born Slippy. Um, man, that was like such a fucking cool like time for electronic music in the mid 90s like that oh yeah uh, that was when i first chemical brothers crystal method all that stuff that started coming yeah. out you know so they got a new album out that's pretty cool called drift songs and van morrison what the hell is that three chords in the truth huh he's got a new one too so there you go uh no deaths this week to report in the rock world that i haven't heard of oh so, this first so that's good why i know because we've been having some back-to-back weeks with a lot of really Heavy artists that have been passing away in the industry, yeah, so it's yeah. good to <laughs> get a pass this week. Uh, all right, so Rock News kicking it off. We were talking about it last week a little bit as they announced the lineup for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last week. Well, now you guys can vote, and some of the uh, fan votes have been uh, tallied, and these are some of the leaders. So we got in the top five here. What do we got? Sat- as of this past Saturday night, so this is already a week. Uh, by the time you guys are hearing this, uh, it's probably going to be different. But this past Saturday, Pat Benatar was in the lead with 149,000 votes. Doobie Brothers in second with 134,000. Soundgarden in third, 127,000. Depeche Mode in fourth, 114. And Judas Priest in fifth with 108. What do you guys think about that kind of top five? I think they must have uh, hit Pat Benatar with their best shot. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they must have fired away. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's all about the fans with these things, though. If you get um, an artist and they go on their social media and they're like, go to therockhall.com and vote for us, it depends on kind of what fan base kind of shows up to, to make this happen, well, right? I did that for her. I gave a very impassioned speech, and I said um, to my to her Did you fans, know? I said, heartache to heartache, we stand. And I said, no promises, no demands. <laughs> and uh, wow. and it, they all pulled through. Words of a sage. Love yep. is a battlefield. Yep, Absolutely. And, that, and that's why they showed it and, and put her in the top spot. Who do you guys think out of those top five should be number one? Do you think, do you agree with Pat Benatar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely is, uh, I think, <laughs> earned it as an artist. Me personally, um, I think Judas, I'll just say it, I think Judas Priest should be fucking up there, definitely in the top three. And to see them coming in fifth, it doesn't look like they're going to get the vote this year. It's kind of discouraging. Right. Um, they're one of those bands that I'm glad are on the bill for the first time and they're not getting a whole lot of support. Well, I voted the other day, and I'm not a rock purist by any means, but I like rock music. But I, just for shits and giggles, I voted for Depeche Mode and Kraftwerk. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Depeche Mode definitely deserves it, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. My top three would be Judas Priest, Depeche Mode, and I guess uh, Doobie, uh, Soundgarden. Uh, nah, Doobie Brothers. Ah, yeah, Doobie Brothers. 
you know, it's straightforward rock and roll, but they've definitely contributed a lot of music which, uh, over the years. Which version, which incarnation of the Doobies are we talking about? Are we talking about pre-Michael McDonald when they well, were still kind of a biker band? No. Or we're would, talking about what a fool believes. Okay. <laughs> so the late 70s, early 80s pop. It would be yeah, when the, the first year they were eligible. So whatever go. era of the band that was. Uh, I'm not sure how far back they go, 70 or at least It's 70s, usually the least. original lineup. That's what they kind of stick with. Didn't you say, though, that the... I don't think the, Michael McDonald would be inducted into that. I don't know. Didn't you say the people who kind of run the show, though, it's just like a, a kind of a good old boys network? Like it a, is. Industry people. It's, yeah. yeah it's, sure. It's it's all just people, and, you know, I don't know, and that's the whole thing. A lot of them think they're really tone deaf when it comes to a lot of the stuff. When you see uh, some of the artists that are uh, being inducted, you're like, really? You're going to induct, you know... Notorious B.I.G. before you induct Judas Priest sure. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sure. Like, what kind of Twilight Zone? Well, that's the thing too. Is that you know? <clears throat> it's like, what do you necessarily base your your candidates off of? You know, uh, is it age? Is it uh, how much revenue they've made? Supposedly, it's how many just, hits they had. Yeah, no, I know, I agree. I, supposedly, know? the 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 marker is twenty five years from their debut release. Then you're eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I think it goes across pretty much all music platforms in, in a lot of ways. I don't think they'll do it for, obviously, like bluegrass or jazz or something, but it seems a lot of modern artists, like, they're going to have Chaka Khan in there. They had, who was the one? Cher. Cher is in there this year. She's on the ballot uh, for, I, I don't understand that. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't understand how Cher could be on the ballot before someone like, Judas Priest, who's barely getting on the ballot this year. Sure, yeah. and and you know, rock and roll is such it's so ju- subjective. That's the problem with these things. You know, what I mean, uh, like say with Soundgarden, perhaps I don't know. Say when Black Hole Sun came out and stuff, as opposed to when they were first coming out with like the FOP EP on Sub Pop and all that right, stuff. Yeah, what are you talking about here? Because if you talk about the beginnings of the band. Then it's a little different than what they became and what they became. I think that's you know? what they do um, gauge it on is the date, almost the debut of that band. Like from your first debut album, that's when you're eligible. So I think that's kind of what, and they only induct that original lineup from that first debut album. So I think that's kind of what they're gauging. See, and it that, on. that's a that's the thing too. And then I, I'm not gonna, you know, uh, Soundguard is one of my early Soundguard stuff's one of my favorite stuff. Yeah, it is. But you know, with the passing of Chris Cornell, how's that gonna affect people's? You know what I mean? Well, you know, he's gone now. He should be in the rock and roll. Yeah, and I think that's maybe a big part of it, right, is the, they want the legacy of the band to be Absolutely. kind of cemented. And, yeah, it, that now that he's passed away, I could definitely see that. Um, and we'll see. I mean, so you guys can vote for who you want at uh, rockhall.com, and the, the bands and everybody will be inducted on May 2nd, 2020 in Cleveland. So check that out. On Also, real quick before we move on about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, they have amended its nomination of Motorhead to include drummer Mikey D and guitarist Phil Campbell. Initially, the band's early classic lineup, which of course had Lemmy, Fast Eddie Clark, and Phil Animal Taylor, all of who are deceased, were nominated. So a fan outcry, though, led to Campbell and D uh, being added to the list. They were both in the band for over 25 years. So. No doubt. That's awesome. <clears throat> so very cool. I thought that was cool. Um, Chris Adler finally speaks out about his split with Lamb of God. This was interesting. Uh, did you guys hear anything about this? Because it kind of bar- got buried under the, the rug or whatever, so to speak. I didn't even know. I just saw Lamb of God at, at Aftershock, and I didn't know that Chris Adler was not on the drums. I was not aware. So 
He's been surprisingly quiet about it, and reportedly he had a um, motorcycle accident in 2017 and had a bunch of injuries, but he said he's been fine since 2018, and that wasn't the reason for leaving the band. He's released a statement now, and he says, Allow me to start with a relative concept of understanding. We all gave our lives to this. 26 years is not flippant. Each one of us sacrificed, lost much on a personal level to live the dream we had when we were kids. I'll always love each member of the band for believing in me and agreeing to take on the world. We managed to find some love in the machine, but it took it. But in turn, it took things that cannot be recovered. I did not live the dream. I did not make the decision to leave my life's work. The truth is that I am willing to, unwilling to paint by the numbers. I wish my brothers all the best in their continued ventures. I can assure you that you will hear from me again. I was given a gift and hope to continue to share it. Uh, many have asked about the motorbike accident I had in Thailand 2017. It's true that it was not pretty, but I've been well since August of 2018. Thank you for your concerns. Uh, I am. I support my friends in the dream I allowed them to share in. I loved and still am humbled by every second of smiles and horns we elicit. There's an ambiguous concept in our world of selling out. I cannot define that outside of my personal understanding. But know that being trapped in a creative formula and or playing the same song 10,000 times did not bolster my love of playing. I'm, I've never been one to phone it in. I'd rather mow the grass. I acknowledge and I am truly grateful of achieving my childhood dream. I have two Grammys that sit on my mother's mantle. I think she, des she deserves three, so this party isn't over. I was not given a choice in this and my dream is alive. Feel free to see hello if you see me mowing the grass. It never gets old. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you, Chris. P.S. I may or may not be in touch with Kyle Thomas and Myrone about an Oakland Raiders concept album. This is either neither confirmed or denied, end quote. <laughs> so what do you think about that? Just hearing that, I mean, do you think he got fired? Do you think he quit willingly? It sounds like he didn't want to play the same old songs and paint, well, play by the numbers. What do you think? That's one of the oldest stories in, in art, isn't it? Wherever there's a collective and the you know, so-called uh, creative differences. And, uh, well, he says he was fired, and then the other guys say that he quit. I mean, that's every band that's ever had a personnel right. problem, right? So what is, do you know what the band's take on it is? Or? I haven't heard anything because the band has never even put out an official statement. No, no, they did. Did they? Yeah, about 30 minutes ago, they, they issued a, an official statement. It said, Dear Chris, Fuck you, period. <laughs> and that was it. They faxed yeah. it to him. <laughs> they did. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was breaking Jeez. news. That is that is just straight to the yeah. point, huh? It was. It was, cra wow. it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And they just had a picture of a dog's anus right underneath wow. it. Wow. Insult yeah. to injury. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it um, was. Yeah, uh, when he says um, everything seemed very genuine up until the point where he said, I'd rather mow the grass. And I know that, that um, mowing the grass sucks. <laughs> so, so maybe he would rather mow the grass. That's like I a that's know. a way of saying like I'd rather do know. fucking shitty something yeah. shitty than what they wanted me to do. Yeah, it sounds like it got to the point where he was feeling like like I'd rather clean my toilet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like it got kind of bad for him. So yeah. I don't know. That's a bummer. Um, we'll mm -hmm. miss him. He's a great drummer. He was. He's like you know like I don't know Slayer. Uh, you, you could say the Lamb of God is like this generation's kind of slayer in a way. Yeah. And that he's like the Dave Lombardo or the original kind of drummer, and now he's kind of leaving the band. And uh, it's I don't know if Lamb of God's going to be the same. When I saw him this this past time, I told Dahlia, I was like, this isn't the best. I've seen Lamb of God at least four or five times, and that was not the best 
I've seen, you know, like they've been a lot better and I don't know if maybe they've lost something or what. I'm not really sure. I didn't even know that they didn't have a drummer. So I could, uh, the, the original drummer. So I could tell that something was kind of off, um, but we'll see. Uh, and supposedly he's in a new group called hail, uh, with an exclamation point at the end. Hail. Yeah. So yeah, check him out. That's his new group. Uh, we were talking about the uh, show that we uh, all saw about a month ago now. I think September 11th was the day of the show. 15th. Was it? Okay. September 15th, and now it's, what, October something or other, about a month and a half ago. But now the original Misfits have announced another date. We thought it was the end, but apparently they will be playing December 14th, the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. Uh, and it's the uh, lineup that we saw, Glenn Danzig, Jerry Only, Doyle uh, Von Frankenstein, and... Dropkick Murphys and Agnostic Front. That's a pretty solid lineup. Now, now, when you when you look at the picture, where's Doyle's name? I, at the in the very middle, was, like kind of bottom, very small font. I've heard different things about Doyle that he's cool, that he's not a nice guy. Um, <clears throat> when we saw him at the show, he didn't seem as enthusiastic as the other two misfit guys yeah. did, or yeah. Dave Lombardo. Gosh, he was amazing that night. Awesome. Um, but I wonder, you know. Because I've seen some interviews with Doyle, he seems like a really happy-go-lucky cat. I wonder if, like, being the nice guy and not getting the squeaky wheel got him asked out. Yeah, I don't know, right? That's a good point. What do you think, George? I don't know. That's a really good question. Or is he just <laughs> Doyle von Frankenstein? And Maybe you know, that's just kind of, he's in his own world, and he doesn't give a shit anyway. That's Maybe right. nobody ever knows which, <laughs> you know, version of him he's going to present that yeah, sure, sure. And maybe that's kind of the volatile nature of the band and why they're not together all the time. Who knows? Uh, but you guys are lucky in Philly. You get to see a great show. That's going to be fucking cool. Uh, Dropkick Murphy's Agnostic Front and the Original Misfits. Saturday, December 14th. Check that out uh, in Philadelphia. Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm, <clears throat> thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right, and the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure, and remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really, really reach, reach in there, in there. You know, think, think about, about it. it. 
Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. All right, Trent Reznor uh, and Atticus Ross going to be sharing over three volumes of Watchmen music over the next... Uh, it's going to be quite a, quite some time because they're going to be uh, uh, apparently strategically revealing this music over the course of the series Watchmen that it's just debuted on HBO this past Sunday. Um, only physical media of this Watchmen score will be 180 gram vinyl releases. So wow. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's affordable. Well, that's the thing, right? We were just talking about how these bands are making money these days, and it seems like vinyl is the most profitable way for them to make money because it it yields the highest price tag that you could put on there for a physical piece of media these days. And it comes with a digital download. You can have that. But at the same time, you're going to have to pay 40 fucking dollars to get that release instead of $11.99 on iTunes. Totally. Right? Or two bucks at some swap. Or, yeah. Meet, you know? Some shit like that. I, I just went to a San Jose convention. They had $2 records all day long. Really? Yes. And I felt like, you know, cool stuff. Tina Turner from way back in the day. The nice. animals. All sorts of cool awesome. old stuff. And they just, you know, guys all, I got to get rid of them. Who wants to carry them all out? <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's awesome. When you come across those deals, man, you got to, you know, sure. right time, right place and take advantage of that. Uh, so first volume for this though is 15 songs and it's coming out November 4th. Uh, second volume coming out on the 25th, so you guys can check that out. And they're going to be 25 bucks each, so that's right. not too crazy. 50 bucks for two, yeah, volumes yeah. Trent, for Trent, for 30 songs. Trent Reznor, uh, his first dabbling into movie soundtracks uh, and and show soundtracks that was with the movie Seven, right? Wasn't that like his first? The, I don't know like what his, his first one was. I, th- I think it was. I think the movie Seven, and I think he actually when won I s- some awards for that soundtrack because it was just very okay. complex and and a. Uh, and then he also did um, the ones that I remember. The first ones that I remember him doing were the girl with the dragon tattoo. All right, and, and, and the Jesse Eisenberg movie about yeah. uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh yeah, right? um, he did that. I believe he won a. I believe he won a Grammy for that one. Yeah, what the fuck was that called? That Network or something? The, or, yeah. Um, Yep. The so, social something, the network. He's the next Danny Elfman. Yeah, it, you know, it <laughs> yeah. actually, it kind of reminds me of, you know, we yeah. were talking about how all these artists have been branching into other kind of exactly. genres and stuff. And he's been doing that for a while. I think the movie Seven came out, what, in the late 90s? 97, 98. Yeah, yeah like so it's yeah. it's been a minute that he's been doing side projects. And I, just I bet that money's myself, good, too. And the yeah. creative freedom that he gets. Right. Sure. And he gets to sit there, like, you know, in the studio and just be absorbed into that. And then it's to a theme of a movie. That's It seems like a really cool deal. You don't yeah. have to tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to tour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get nominated for a Grammy sure. and an Oscar yeah. even. That's know? the big boys. Yeah, that's awesome. Big time, um, big time. All right, well, uh, looks like, look at this photo of Eddie Van Halen. He's looking rough these days. <laughs> uh, he's saying now, uh, apparently, okay, so he's he's con- He looks lost. <laughs> I know, right? Where's yeah. my car? Where did I park? Uh, okay, so Eddie Van Halen apparently contract, uh, contracted tongue cancer back in 2000. He's saying he thinks it's due to placing metallic guitar picks in his mouth. That's what the Van Halen camp is saying. So a British physician is refuting this claim in this new TMZ report. Uh, Here's the deal. Van Halen had his tongue, a third of his tongue, removed due to this disease. 
And he's been, like, flying back between U.S. and Germany for treatment for this shit, I guess. Wow. So back in 2015, he told Billboard, quote, I used metal picks, they're brass and copper, which I always held in my mouth, in the exact place where I got the tongue cancer. Plus, I basically live in a recording studio that's filled with electromagnetic energy, so that's one theory. This is just my own theory, but the doctors say it's possible. Well, not according to this doctor, Tom Micklewright, the medical officer at Push Doctor UK. He says that he explained that neither copper nor the metals in brass are considered carcinogenic. He's saying that he may be getting confused with the other, um, the other metals like mercury, lead, cobalt, and nickel, which have been found to have carcinogenic yeah. effects. Yeah. So. I don't know. Kind of, yeah. He's a smoker and a drinker, too. He's a fucking heavy tobacco smoker, heavy drinker. Yeah. I think that's more likely where the and there's, there's <laughs> also coming from, right? When, you, when you're, the smelting process and all that other stuff, there's other chemicals that they deal with in solvents. That could contribute as well. Oh, if, yeah. If you're doing point. it for 40 plus years, and then you're like, hey. And could, he, could it potentially be about, like, with uh, that is true. all the shit that he talked about David Lee Roth? Is that <laughs> possible? Heck yeah. His that tongue just, finally got... Uh, yeah. Got some karma on that? No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. But uh, check this out. Eddie Van Halen snapped a photo for a Tool fan who doesn't recognize him. So here's the photo of the guy. This is the Tool fan. He's walking up the thing after the show in L.A. this past Monday night. And he just asked Eddie Van Halen to take a photo of him. He didn't know who he was. <laughs> nice. He's just like, hey, man, can you take a photo of me? And then so Wolfgang Von Halen, uh, which is his son, uh, is behind him, and he takes a photo of his dad, Eddie Van Halen, taking a photo of this fan. I'm going to say it like this, dude. I just looked at a picture of Eddie Van Halen right before this picture, and I wouldn't have recognized him uh, No, either. me neither. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. like I would try to help him find his car. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, as I was leaving the concert, I just saw this real confused-looking guy. <laughs> you can't even and understand the guy anymore. Yeah. Oh, uh, poor guy. <laughs> poor Eddie. Uh, good stuff. All right, last new, uh, last rock news thing here this week. Metallica teaming up for Billabong. Speak of the speak Billabong. <laughs> we were talking about getting that money, right? Billabong? Uh, <laughs> Danzig doing the Billabong. I know, right? So check it out. Here's their line of surfwear. they got some board shorts, a bodysuit, um, all this shit. It's coming out March 2020. Uh, and apparently Rob Trujillo and Kirk Hammett are both avid surfers. So that's how this kind of collaboration came about is they actually surf a lot. And uh, they, you know, California natives wanted to uh, hook up with Billabong, one of the California uh, original companies for surfing. So it's coming out. Um, there you go. So check that out. Oh, yeah. La- this is the last one for Rock News. Uh, Flea got married um, to Melody Isani over the weekend. He's 57. How old is she? I don't know. It doesn't say. But 30. They- no. I don't know. No, it doesn't say. Uh, they were only engaged for a month before walking down the aisle, so I don't know about that. Whenever I hear that, I get kind of like, oh, She's a really shit. cool person. She does. <laughs> right. <laughs> she seems she seems nice for him. She's I hope genuine. it works out. I hope it works out. Okay, All right, let's move on. On this day of music history trivia, guys. On this day, October 23rd, 1993, Time Magazine puts this lead singer on the cover of the October 25th 1993 cover for Time Magazine against his will with the headline All the Rage. This artist and others refuse to speak with the magazine for the story, but they run it anyway in an attempt to explain why young people are listening to such angry music. Was it A, Eddie Vedder, B, Kurt Cobain, or was it C, Zach De La Rocha? What do you guys think? George? I think it was C. 
Okay. Uh, Ryan saying C. What do you What are you guys saying? I you know what I I, w- I would say um, I would say just because of the name that it would be all the rage, but I think just because at the time this particular gentleman was just full of rage. I would say it's it's D a coked fueled <laughs> David Crosby. Yeah, you know it could have been. Yeah. That, 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 okay, he's got the wild card entry there. Yeah, no, and David. I think I think the cover of the of the magazine um, is just David Crosby in nothing but some kind of dirty tidy whities. He's and looking bent up, over like a like a well, like a he's, witch or a he's tiger. bent over a, a clear glass table with a pile of cocaine. Yeah, he's got a bristle mustache full of, of of cocaine. Yeah, and he's looking he's looking at you like the Incredible Hulk or like uh, some sumo wrestler in his tidy whities. Yeah, in a dimly lit eighties apartment. With or without it is his terrifying. walrus mustache, it is terrifying. Oh, it's with the it's with the mustache. Oh, it's just, with that walrus mustache. Yeah, it's just hanging. It's got down. the flavor but saver. Just that and tidy whities. Yes, that and tidy whities. Yeah. yeah, and a pile of coke. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's Charles' uh, guess. Uh, George, what do you say? Oh, I don't know. I'll pick Eddie Cheddar. Eddie Cheddar. All right, you got it. It's got to be Zach De La Rocha. Oh. Well, because Rage Against the Machine, right? Wow. But it's it's Eddie Vedder. It's not. Wow. Uh, it says, here's the, the headline. It says, All that the Rage. That was a trick question. <laughs> I it know. Was. I know. Yeah. I tricked you guys. Angry young rockers like Pearl Jam give the voice to the passions and fears of a generation. Oh, was he really that angry? I, I remember know, right? Eddie Vedder. I thought he was always a cool guy. I know. It's okay. look at look at okay. the they have this kind of condescending tone when describing the music. They say, "quote Their music is usually guitar driven, straightforward with some experimental touches. While pop songs are often about love, these alternative lyrics are usually about tougher feelings, despair, lust, and confusion." That's angsty. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, the nineties. All right. Yeah. Double Grungy. double yeah, trivia it. for you guys here. Let's go even further back yeah. to nineteen sixty one, October twenty fifth. These two future musicians, who haven't seen each other since primary school, oh. run into each other at the Dartford train station in England. One is on his way to Sigcup Art College. The other is headed to the London School of Economics. They would later start a huge rock and roll band together. Who was it? Was it A, David Gilmore and Roger Waters from Pink Floyd? B, Pete Townsend and Robert, Roger Daltrey from The Who? Or C, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards from The Rolling Stones? What do you guys say? I know this one, so I recuse myself. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you what do you say? What do you say, Ryan? I'm purely guessing. I would say it's a uh, maybe C, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Okay, what do you say, Charles? I think it's Mick Jagger and Keith Richards at the Rolling as well. Stones. George, what do you say? I think they're both right. Yeah, right. you guys are All right. right. Yeah. Look at them, handsome guys. Yeah, look at them. Yeah. Mick Jagger uh, looks, or Keith Richards looks exactly the same as he does now. I know, right? Look, that's before. That's that's way before Mick Jagger and David Bowie are putting their faces and their crotches together, <laughs> dancing in the street. Notice, uh, apparently, uh, Mick had some Muddy Waters and Chuck Berry albums, and that's what got him talking about rock and roll. And oh, there you go. There you go. Nice and weed <laughs> and weed, right? And weed. Uh, movie, TV, entertainment news this week. Uh, fuck. Uh, Disney Plus is just going crazy, I guess, on Wall Street with this huge announcement for their streaming service. Now Disney's competing with Netflix and Hulu and everybody else, and apparently it's launching November 12th. Mm. So it's they're projecting the subscription video-on-demand service will snag 8 million subscribers by the end of the year and 18 million by 2020. Yeah. 
Do you know? Did you see the little blurb that's going around that shows um, uh, Doctor Frankfurter from uh, um, you know, and, and it actually says Disney purchased uh, Fox Searchlight. Fox Searchlight owns the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh right, and it okay. says Doctor Frankfurter is now a Disney evil queen. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Nice, nice, yeah, nice. and it, yeah, it totally makes sense. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's great. Disney but evil. here's the problem with all this shit because China is already pulling some of these movies in their um, in their culture oh. and their uh, society. They have halted the release of the new Quentin Tarantino film. Here's the deal, though. They're saying because it's Bruce Lee's daughter, Shannon Lee, reportedly objected to the portrayal of her father, Bruce Lee, who has said in the depiction, marginalized her father. Have you ever seen? Have you guys seen the movie? I have seen it. Okay. I don't agree with that, but... I I, well, no, because it's not like that. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, in A little the f- touchy. She's getting a little touchy about her dad's legacy. It was fun. Yeah, I think he was trying to, you know, Quentin Tarantino was trying to have, like, a, a kind of fun poke at that, it's you know? It's a once upon a time. Right, yeah. You know, the, the stuntman that they based the movie on, we did an episode a while ago where we, we read, like, a, you know, something that he said regarding that, right? And he was like... Yeah, it was all good and fun, and it was a good time. Oh, yeah, that's right. That? Yeah, when it first he was broke. Like, Bruce Lee and I actually became really good friends afterwards, and I trained with him for years. It was yeah, like a little shit-talking, you know, dick-swinging stuff back yeah, then, where sure. it was like, yeah, oh, you, your hands are lethal weapons, huh? Okay, well, these hands, you know, could probably kick your ass or something like that, you know? That kind of shit. And uh, anyway, Bruce Lee ended up getting his ass kicked in the movie, and so I guess maybe that's what they're pissed off about. I don't know. Sure. Um, anyway, speaking about Hollywood... The Hollywood Ripper is apparently found guilty of murder after Ashton Kutcher had testimony about it. Oh, yeah. One of the women that he murdered was Ashton Kutcher's girlfriend at the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ashley Ellerin. I remember. She was dating him uh, in, in way back, I guess, when this happened, and he testified uh, against this guy a few wow. months ago and Horrible. got him arrested. Yeah, I saw that wow. in the news. It was apparently, according to his te- testimony, was like the nail in the coffin, so... Good for him for doing that, because that's probably a, a big fucking deal, and I'm sure he's been dealing with that trauma ever since it happened, and for him to have to go up there and do all that again and relive it and talk about it, and he's a, you know, celebrity, so sure. good good for him for yeah. getting it done, you know, fucking putting somebody like that behind bars. Yep. Uh, Netflix is going to stop you from sharing your password with your friends and family, guys. I knew that was coming. Do you guys share passwords? I share one with my sister. I Yeah. I think I don't I think... pay for it. My sister does, and I share yeah. it. No, no. Yeah, my kid. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's the same household, though. No, well, no, he different not live houses. In the house. Okay, we'll see. So the chief producer of Netflix is saying that, quote, we want to monitor it, so we're looking at the situation. We'll see those consumer-friendly ways to push on the edges of that. So I knew it was that was wh- going to happen. What I'm imagining, yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm imagining they're going to do is send you a nice little message next time you try and log in. It'll be like, hey, we'll give you a half price. Uh, off your first month. Sure. We've noticed you've been using this account. We'll give you a half price or something if you sign up today, you know. And Well, you Chris, you you and I are are big fans of Amazon Prime. And if I you am. if you only have their single user unlimited music subscription and somebody else tries right. to sign in while you're using it, right. it actually will ask you, "Do you really want to kick off this other person?" Uh. They have it down 
and hell that uh, Amazon Music is still going. I think that's a every, good compromise. Yeah, it's I a good that, compromise. That's a good compromise. Because what yeah. if you know she's not using it? I can use it. Yeah, and sure. if you want to pay the little bit of extra for right. an unlimited family plan, that's the way it should, maybe it will be that way. Yeah, maybe maybe it will be. I think I it, was, it was a matter. We'll it was see. just a matter of time. That's interesting. You're right though. He is a dick, George. But still, you know. <laughs> I think when it comes to making money from a business model, it's oh a yeah, smart move. Yeah, it is. It is. You know. Um. All right. Real quick on Sports Minute. Uh. The only thing I care about the World Series is getting a free taco because someone stole a base last night uh, on the Washington Nationals and Houston Astros game, so we get a free taco from Taco Bell. You don't have to do anything. You just show up between 2 and 6 on Wednesday, October 30th at your Taco Bell, and you get a free taco. No way. Yep. And you just say... I want a free taco. I want a free taco. Yeah. I want the World Series free taco. Nice. You get a taco. That's awesome. No coupon needed. I know that also between the hours of 2 and 6 on October... 29th, George will be standing on the corner of Alexander and Parsons giving out free tacos. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I did Absolutely. not hear about that promotion. Absolutely. I am there. You guys yeah. know a different George? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't talking about you, George. Okay. I was just talking about oh, uh, just a regular. Yeah, just talking about George. <laughs> just George in just general. Just a random guy that I know. Hilarious. Well, just yeah. head, on, head on down there and check it out. And, 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 and the tacos are invisible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's even better. Absolutely. Wow. And they're very and light. What a deal. Yeah. And he wears aluminum foil <laughs> on his head. It's, gr- it's great. It's a great show. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears... Know that Ball Jack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Ball Jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your America. dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Ball Jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing <laughs> thirst with his Ball Jack. Woo! Ball Great. Jack. The drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. <laughs> All right. Well, last thing on sports. I thought it was worth talking about, though. They have instituted a new policy for the NBA that won't allow shit-talking at games from fans, basically. Wow. So apparently in the NBA, like, the fans are very close, much unlike other sports where, like, football, the separation between the fans and the players is distant, you know? NBA, you're, like, right there. Like, the guys, if they yeah. got the good seats, they could stand up and fucking shout at the players behind or who's sitting on the bench literally right in front of them, you know? Like, oh, your mother's a whore and you fucking, sure. you know, sleeps with it's the dogs. It's always been like that, yeah. though. Yeah, so here's the deal, though. They have, <laughs> they have created a new policy for abusive or hateful behavior by fans after a meeting over the summer with players who said that unacceptable conduct by fans is getting worse. Uh, (laughs) You hurt my feelings. I know. And uh, anyone who violates this policy will be ejected and face further punishment, including season ticket holders revoking their tickets. You know, that's why people become season ticket holders, so they can just go down there (laughs) and unload on these guys. Well, yeah. Now what? Now what, right? You're you're right. And, you know, somebody kind of telling me, you know, somebody who just just signed a $6.8 million contract telling me, you know, that I can't scream at him that he's a dirty, rotten motherfucker. <laughs> I know. Is <laughs> Taking all the fun out of it. Come on now. Oh, shit. I'm going to say it like this. For the amount of money these guys are making, you would think that they have, would have like, you know. A, a, a little bit a, thicker skin? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, that should be part of it. That should be part of your luxury as a fan 
and you paid your 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 stuff. Ridiculous amount of the trade off. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my yeah. It's that's, a trade off. It's know. the same thing at a rock show, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, how are they going to like you I, know? I've cussed at lots of bands. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. fuck you. You fucking shut up and start playing sure. the song. Right? Yeah, like or Marilyn whatever, Manson right? at Aftershock. Drunk, oh, drunk as shit. Like there oh was a bunch God. of people who were what laughing. And was it bad? Oh, it was so bad, yeah. dude. Oh no. He's 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 been really bad as lately. He's a lot of pain, from what I understand, from that accident. Is it? That's what I understand. Yeah. Maybe he's on like maybe he's mixing the meds. Absolutely, be, man. Oh, dude, that's what I that's, think. That that could explain it. Because have you looked at him? Well, oh yeah, he looks he's a like different shit. person. Yeah, he yeah. looks like oh, shit. Yeah, oh, but yeah. that's you know he got really hurt. You yeah. know, what I mean now. Yeah. Who what, was what, uh, what was it? I mean, he fell off of a uh, thing I think on his something stage. Fell or on him. Oh, that's right. It was one of the stage things fell on top yeah. of him that was behind. It was like yeah. this big steel fucking structure thing. Yeah. 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 He. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, just like George saying, you that know, there's another story as old as time, you know, yep. the guys that get hurt and then they medicate. And then, you know, when you're, oh, yeah, you're doing opiates. Prince, Tom Petty, they both sure. had opiates that they were on. That's Michael what, Jackson. What Fentanyl. led to their death, yep. you know, and they were trying to That's perform true. still, That's right? True. They got That's bad true. hips, bad backs, and they're trying to get up there and Absolutely. work through it. Yeah. You know, one thing you got to think about, too, about the music industry is that this is an industry where you don't have 401k or a health care yeah, plan. Yeah, it's or all on you. retirement, you yep. know? Yeah. That's why you have to struggle so hard while you are still viable. Yep, very true. Right. Uh, right. Another Absolutely. Guinness World Record has been set, guys, for the world's largest plantain fritter. Oh, wow. Wow. Cooked up in Panama. Look at that thing. Nice. Wow. Uh, what I always wonder about these things is... I really hope that they gave that to the whole community to eat and they didn't just like fucking throw it away or like, oh, this is no one can eat. This is ridiculous. Let's just leave this here. You know, I hope they like fed all of the impoverished people in that fucking place in Panama because, you know, there's a bunch of people who can't afford to eat there. I'm sure they do. Gave it to people with, you know, aluminum foil over it. Uh, You know, it doesn't say, but. You know, uh, when uh, I, I've done a lot of uh, safety gigs in food manufacturing, and we talk a lot about safe quality foods and how bacteria starts and how there's a cooling process. There's a yeah, process yes. before, you know, and it, it just makes me think, and maybe I'm just being kind of anal, but whenever we see these giant, like, three or 500-pound pieces of yeah, food. Yeah, how is it I just, cooked all the way, right? Yeah, I wonder if it's cooling right, if it's got that, you know, the, the, the temperature and certain points that are killing bacteria well, not and the, sitting for the right time. That's a good point as to why I'm saying I wonder if they actually gave it to people because I know for, like, when I worked at Quiznos, we always had, like, leftover bread and people were like, oh, why can't you give that to the homeless, you know? Well, it's against fucking corporate policy because someone could get sick from that. Oh, remember when we worked at Mercy? And and sue you for it. Sure. Yeah. So, and yeah, at Mercy, it was the same thing. We had all this leftover food, and we're like, why can't we give this to the homeless shelter, you know? It's right down the street. Because someone will sue you. Yeah. Yep. And so that, you know, it's just a fucking shame. You know, know, it's, it's one thing when you can't allow people to help you because of that reason. I know. Yeah, that's a total. Yeah, you know, and the, and the sad thing, thing about it, that's the one guy out of a hundred thousand that did it. Exactly, and it ruins it for everyone else. Yeah, just because he got sick, and he's like, oh, well, well it's like, well, shit, man, you got that at a homeless shelter for free. Well, but still, you know, they yeah. should, you know. I wonder how him. Little Caesars gets away with it. <laughs> They're making sick people for, for fucking years, right? <laughs> no. Oh, it's not real so, food. They can't get sick from it. So a couple of weeks ago, actually, <laughs> we were covering how the Guinness Rule Book of Records they, there was the largest schnitzel. Yeah, and yeah. It was, yeah, and yeah, think yeah, of that. Yeah. That's like a lot of sausage, right? Yeah, there was one with scrambled eggs. Yeah. It was like, yeah. <laughs> how can you do that? It was this big vat 
of eggs, and I'm like, dude, that's fucking disgusting. Who would want to eat that? Yeah. I do not see the word edible included in the description. Yeah, no, it's true, right? Yeah, it's just like this is the largest. It's true. Remember the movie Caveman when they had With that Tommy big? Oh, egg? I love that. <laughs> they I had love that, that big old egg. egg. Everybody yeah. was eating. That's great. Oh man, now now I gotta go watch uh, that with the, I love that I love that when they discover music and they put that guy's hand in the fire, he's like ah like every time. Uh, that movie was gold. Uh, I love that. Good stuff. It's like the biggest piece of poop. But it's yeah. great. Shelly Long. Yeah, Shelly Long. Yeah, that's, that's right. Ringo. Yeah, yeah that's good. Ringo. And uh, Quaid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Oh shit. Not Randy, but the other brother. Dennis. Dennis, thank you. Uh, Northern Quaid. California guys, you gotta look out because I don't know if you can even hear this podcast because the pot, uh, power has been turned off for oh, Northern I California know. counties for the second time in two weeks. Hundred eighty thousand customers are saying it could affect nearly five hundred thousand people. Forty eight hours by the time you're hearing it, you're right in the middle of it because it's supposed to end apparently after the weekend. Also in Southern California, this other company, Edison, said it could cut power. At more than three hundred thousand customers as well. Oh, so they're jumping separate on the back from PGA. Oh, now, yeah. do you think that's a, that's a viable solution? I know. I don't think it is. I, I mean, I don't think people are going to put up with that. I'd be curious to see how much they cause the fires as well, because I know there's other causes from some of these big fires we've had that yeah. weren't. That. No, it was like somebody's track uh, trailer, and they like uh, had a, a wheel that was um, flat. And the the rim was sparking off the side of the road, and it caused a fire. Sure, that was the big one that happened in Northern California last year. Um, but I think I remember. When yeah, you, yeah. And it was like so they traced it back to somebody's trailer, and they got a flat tire. So, so basically, all this is for covering PG&E's butt. Yeah, because they got yeah. sued for over yeah. whatever a hundred billion dollars or whatever the fuck and put them in bankruptcy. I think I think uh, PG&E has been. Do like I think that they probably did really, really, really good performance maintenance for a long time while keeping the grids up, and then you know if if they're just going back on their plan right now, if, you're right, it's it's them just trying to come up with something and making it seem yeah. like they're yep. you know being they, proactive or something. Yeah, they, all kinds of industries still continue to run. Large industries still continue to run while doing efficient PMs on their machinery to make sure it's not run to fail. But yep. PG&E's, you know, they're smart enough. We were just talking about opioids. Look at this. Uh, This is a measly settlement, in my opinion. Four pharmaceutical companies reached a $260 million settlement on Monday, just before the first federal trial in the opioid epidemic was set to begin. Uh, These other companies uh, reached a settlement with two plaintiffs, where Ohio Summit and Cayuga Counties, the county said that the money will go towards treatment of people addicted to opioids and helping the first responders deal with the crisis. But to me, a $260 million settlement, these companies don't even have to be accountable now to yeah. the American public. They didn't have to go through the court process, and they they just settled out of court for a smaller amount. Yeah, where there doesn't have to be any precedent set. It's bullshit. Yes, I hate it when stuff like this happens. It's a door. Um, and, and I would guess that they're talking about oxycodone. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and when you look at, you know, the, the the epidemic of all the usage of that, which was, you know, originally billed as a non-addictive painkiller, and then lo and right. behold, they lied. What, what they, you know, they really ought to be accountable to a, a much... I know. Much higher cost. I mean, that's like you said, it's peanuts, That's man. nothing for them. Yeah, They made that in fucking a week. Some may say we shit. went to war for it, you know? Yeah, very true. And that's a shame. So it's unfortunate, man. Hopefully they'll be held accountable soon enough uh conspiracy corner this week i thought it was interesting tom delange's ufo research group has actually teamed up with the u.s army 
It's getting. We were kind of joking about uh, Tom DeLonge's UFO research group. It's called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. Right off the bat, it sounds kind of like just like a local fucking place you go to watch the stars at night or something. But they, they've it's announced the, it's legit. a new partnership with the U.S. Army, which allows the two groups to collaborate. Here's the deal. So look at this shit. Dr. Joseph Cannon of the U.S. Army Futures Command shared in a press release, quote, We look forward to this partnership and the potential technological innovations forthcoming. The collaboration is another feather in DeLonge's cap, who has been seen in his organization cited in the New York Times on the Pentagon's $22 million program for UFO research. So it's part of that now. It's getting funding from the U.S. government. The report also mentions the existence of a mysterious metal alloy as potential evidence of UFOs, which DeLonge's organization later claimed to have acquired for investigative purposes. Those alloys are said to be of what drove the U.S. Army to partner with his outfit in the first place. Element 115 is what it is. Is that what it's called? That is exactly wow. what it's called. So, isn't that fucking crazy? I that think I it's mean, nuts. You think it's a... It's, it's, There's it's, a lot of strange things. I don't know if it's bullshit. It might be like a soft blow. Where, you know, we go, we just got this, what, Space Force they want to yeah, start having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, And this I think big in, um, $22 million research program. This is part of it. You know what I mean? Whatever the end thing is, I don't know. But I, I do, you know, I, I don't know about this guy. I know who he is, but it just seems really weird. I know, and we were just talking about how goofy it all sounded yeah, we, we just make, months ago. We make fun of him a lot. Yeah. And now it show. seems like it's being part of this legitimate U.S. Army research. But yeah. it seems like it's being pushed as legitimate, legitimate and army not. research. You know, he could just be the poster or child. Or maybe he did really stumble upon something. Yeah, but, you know. And they sought um, it out, and now they want to get their hands on it. A lot of people find things out now and again, and, and a lot of times that are silenced. So to have someone come out on the on the on such a public forum and, you know. Announce it. Be part of right. the space program is, is, well, wow. I think it's a diversion. Thank it's you. a diversionary tactic. Well, call, uh, what about a, just catch, just... a catch and kill type of thing, what they do with, like, damning stories, you know, the National Enquirer? Like, the Army could be catching and killing this intelligence. Like, if he's discovered this alloy, they want to get their hands on it and then kind of bury it and not really do anything further with it than, in le- uh, than letting him have it to where he could, like, keep saying that he has this alloy and this material. Yeah. Now they have it and they're controlling yeah. it, you know? Well, yeah. that material's been around for a long time. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't. I remember, you know, you coast to coast, Art Bell. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I we remember still played he, on KYOS. Hearing yeah. about that Element One Fifteen like twenty years ago. Okay. I don't know if that's a Bob Lazar thing or what. Um, George Nuri. George Nuri, yeah. And then uh, George Knapp, who is yeah. actually the guy who Bob Lazar was the scientist for Area Fifty One that came out. And then okay. They, then they said, oh, he didn't exist, but then they found other things that he did exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. You know. You know, don't quote me on this, but I believe George... You guys heard George Norrie, right? You know, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe that he was a, a proud drinker of Krill Reserve. Oh, that's right. Krill yeah. Reserve, you know, baleen-filtered uh, Krill Reserve is, is truly some of the, the best nutrients you could put in your body. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nature's alien alloy. It's like a... <laughs> wow. It's, it's, that, it's that wonderful and new and unique. That's right. Uh, George Norrie. We got a Krill Reserve ad for you guys right now, so check it out. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. 
Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic creel inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve. There you go. Thank you, Krill Reserve. Thank you, Krill Reserve. Um, always a good thing to hear from the guys at Krill Reserve. Um, Google announcing quantum computing breakthrough. Check this out. They have developed a processor that took just 3 minutes and 20 seconds to complete a calculation that would have taken the world's best supercomputer thousands of years to oh do. Oh, my God. And unlike conventional computing, though, 42? which relies on bits or pieces Sorry. of data that have either a 1 or a 0, quantum computing uses quantum bits that contain values of 1 and 0 simultaneously. However, they are so fragile and volatile that they need to be keep, kept in refrigerators that are colder than the temperature of outer space. Wow. Yeah, have you seen these things? I haven't seen them, though. No, that I've, sounds amazing. I've though. watched a TED Talk on some of this, and I've watched it. It is amazing. There's different things that are happening. This is one of the things in technology that, given 15 years, is going to change wow. so much. It's it, amazing. They get things called superposition, where they're at the, they're, you know, uh, uh, Positive and negative at the same time in the same right. Place. Yeah, I was saying the I, you know, the ones and the zeros at the same time. Um, yeah, there's a lot like wow. of, of of speculation and stuff around this. Awesome, that's pretty dope. Uh, check this out. You might want to invest in this company, uh, Hound, Hound Labs. Uh, it's going to be a bummer for drivers who smoke pot. Several companies in the U.S. are preparing to market cannabis breathalyzers as legalized marijuana spreads across the country. Oh, that's fucking awesome. So there's the breathalyzer, and it's from a group called Hound Labs, and it will be, quote, faced with the necessity of stopping more and more motor vehicles being un- operated under the influence of THC, it will allow them apparently to uh, you blow into it like a breathalyzer. Okay, let me let me let me say really quick before you continue why I think this is fucking awesome. Because there are so many states that are anti-legalization, even when they know that there's so many benefits. And one of their biggest arguments is they can't control whether or not people are driving right. under the influence or not. Right. And if and if you take away that ability, then you can introduce some legislature into the into that state that you know that pushes legalization. I and agree. For everybody. And I also agree that this is a necessary step if we want to get the stigma out of the way for um, marijuana that we need to be on par and treat it the same as alcohol or any other twenty one year old mm-hmm. older older substance that we have in our society. And if we're breathalyzing people for alcohol who are 21 and over for drinking and driving, mm-hmm. we should be doing the same for marijuana. It should be, I think, regarded in the same category as alcohol. It shouldn't be a schedule fucking one or one drug, whatever they had it, the same as heroin or cocaine. Mm-hmm. But it should be treated as, as the same as alcohol, and I, I kind of ultimately agree with I don't this. agree with that. No? I, what I don't, do you say? I don't. I don't. I, I've been really drunk, and I've been really high, and it's really different. Um, I think they did yeah, do yeah. some. I think they did do some studies along the way too, where they did do uh, studies on driving people's capabilities while they were high. Well, I guess what's the threshold? Are they going to say though? What right? I was heard was that actually they were better drivers because they were grandma in it. Sure. Yeah. No. I agree. You I know? agree with that. Yeah. That, that not not you know 
Yeah. Ultimately, Over I mean, cautious and and polite. You could do the thing like yeah. though rolling through a stop sign or like thinking you're at a stop and you're not, and then you like go through a fucking intersection and while somebody's walking. Well, you could do that with anything. You, sure. You know though that I think you do forget a lot more though with the herb type of stuff. Like and, I'll forget. Another what I'm question doing, I have you know? too is like when you with with a conventional drug testing, you know it'll be in your system for days. You know when you get a swab, let's say. Now with this, how long? Do, would you have this to? This is been supposed not to be smoking? supposedly. It's it's supposed to be within the mouth and the. Um, but that lasts three days, so that means you can't smoke for three days. Well, I'm not sure. I, it doesn't. It doesn't say the details of, of of how this. Yeah, I mean, I I would know, say like I, it. I like that. I like that argument, but you know, if if you really wanted to push like a, a Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, or like a Lindsey Graham type conservative Republican that's pushing against you know legalization, I I don't know if they would. They they would probably just say under the influence is under the influence and that's it until you can prove a way for us to sure. you know to put some you sure know, yeah and I, you know even though it makes sense but um we really we need to figure out a way how to what's well, a complex <laughs> issue there's a yeah. lot of answers to the issue yeah cut the cut them off and cut any sort of debate off and it's going to evolve and, yeah and yeah, it is all and this it's, will it, evolve. you know I think it's an important step in the in the general right direction that yeah. we do need to monitor yeah, and by in the some same way. token. You know, it's very highly feasible that another 20, 25 years we'll have self-driving cars. Oh, yeah. It was just it's about already you're happening. Right. Actually, yep. so this yeah. will all be moot. Well, and that's the you're thing. Right. In you're my, absolutely right. In me and Dahlia's world, the way we're, we've been yeah. doing shit, like we we took a train to Aftershock. We take an Uber yes. every time we go out. Yep. We do, too. We don't really, yep. when we're drinking and stuff, enjoying ourselves, absolutely. We, yeah. we, we don't even fuck around in, with it's that no at all, you know? It's a no-brainer. And yeah. so I think uh, I think people are starting to more trend that way anyway. I well, think it's been made easier yeah, you to can. be. Yeah, you can do anything. You don't get a driver I or can get, get Uber. food delivered now. Sure. And I don't have right. to go Absolutely. out stoned to the drive-thru at, at midnight anymore. I could get it delivered. I pay a little bit more, but I don't have to risk that DUI. You yeah. Know? Sure. And you're well, employing someone. Yeah. I, w- I would say, <laughs> you know, the, true. the only way that I drive, uh, I, I only get behind the wheel at, at any given time. I only get by the wheel. If I am completely loaded on crack cocaine, and I don't, I don't God think that there's you. a threshold for that either. And you f- it feels like a video game, right? It feels <laughs> like, like a video oh, game. Yeah, hey, fucking you can't am, catch me. Uh, not only am I alert, Woo! but I am wet, you know. And sometimes I put a little piece. Very passionate, in there. right? So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm alert to not only the road, but also to the demons yeah. that kind of fly in front <laughs> of me every rocks. now and then. The tracers, yeah, it's got the music this. cranked, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. All right, check this out. Little kitty cat tried to uh, get <laughs> stored in this guy's luggage. He uh, apparently like packed his luggage in a hurry and went out to the uh, for a flight. And the TSA pulled him aside and said, "Hey, we need to look at your luggage. I think something's in there." And his cat Candy was in there and it was hiding in the luggage. Wow! And he was able to have his friend pick him up and not miss his was flight. The cat sedated. <laughs> the cat hid in there. I don't know. Maybe he just threw yeah, a bunch of clothes a on top of bag, it. Oh, man. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wants to be sedated, right? <laughs> I thought he'd be knocked out until I got to where I needed to go. Get me on the plane. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> that cat's a Ramones fan, buddy. That's right. Uh, how old is uh, too old to trick or treat? 29. <laughs> 48. What if you have kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is it okay if they have kids? What or if, if it's just a 48-year-old man in a costume by himself on your porch? What if you're a little person? <laughs> I, I, I might not open the door. That's what acceptable. if you have progeria? You there have progeria, you go. What if you, you have tell. no legs? You're Benjamin Button. Yeah. What do you know? Poor Benjamin Button can't go, you know, because people are like, you're too old to be doing this. Well, here's the deal. In some states, anyone trick-or-treating beyond the age of 12, it's a crime. Oh, we were just talking about lame. this, George. In Virginia, 
Uh, where else? Uh, New Jersey, Illinois, and South Carolina. Crime. Over the age of twelve, it's a crime. What do they? What, what kind of a hundred dollar fine? Hundred dollar fine. That's lame. Hey, I, I gotta go. Uh, it's my it's my curfew, but um, but I love you guys. Thanks for joining us, Charles. And have a great night. Heck yeah, man. You too, right on, dude. Thank you. Thank, thank you to the GarageRockShow.com, and then all these fine gentlemen here. And I just want to say, um, crack cocaine. <laughs> thank you, Charles. Uh, all right, check this out. Would you eat some Pizza Hut with plant based meat? Because they are going to be making a new Italian sausage pizza that has Morningstar Farms incognito Ooh, Italian sausage. Yeah, uh, yeah, those are good, right? My wife definitely will. The special pie will be delivered or sent home in a round pizza box that they have partnered with Zoom to make. That's stupid. <laughs> it's a circular box. What it's are you doing? less wasteful than a typical square box. So there you go. It's only going to be available in Phoenix, though. Uh, look at guys! You can stay in Malibu Barbie's dream house on Airbnb. It's an actual what? house that somebody has made to replicate Malibu Barbie's fucking dream house. And with you the can... uh, with the outdoor, wow. um, yeah, it has the elevator. slide and everything. <laughs> My stupid stream. We're almost on the end here, but look at there's the wow. There's the fucking house. Look at it's got the slide on the side. Wow, that's a beautiful looking house. It looks like something Pee Wee Herman should live in. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Look at that though. It does. It looks like a toy that's, house. That's ridiculous. Uh, I, I wouldn't imagine what it costs to fucking uh, to do that. So anyway. where's it at again? Uh, it is in Malibu. Of I, course, I was just right? gonna say it was in Malibu. <laughs> then you know that house has oh, to be dude. like. What are you looking thinking? Fuck. How many I would millions? imagine. I would imagine five thousand dollars to stay in there for a week or something. I don't know. Maybe more. I'm thinking. Gosh. You know what? I wouldn't even be able to to start. You're talking millions. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, millions a purchase price? Yeah. I would say, yeah, like 30, 40 million, something like that. Yeah. Maybe. It's a good looking house. And they rent it on Airbnb, though, so it's got to be like, fuck, what a price tag for that. Now, I wonder if that chick who tried to be make her body look like Barbie's. <laughs> She's going to stay there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Probably. She's going to be a spokesmodel. Like, yeah, exactly. All right, that's it for us this week, guys. Follow us on Instagram at the Garage Rock Show Podcast, as well as Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Garage Rock Show Podcast. All of our links are up, nine different platforms, thegaragerockshow.com. If you enjoyed our episode, please write our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. We do appreciate it, guys, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you, guys. Thank you. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at the garage